When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, TD Fantasy listeners. Jamie Eisner here telling you about the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You've heard us talk about it on the show before. Fantasy football at sea. Think about what you were doing this past draft night. Were you just sitting on your couch? Were you stuck at the office hoping your boss didn't see you? That's no fun at all. Isn't fantasy football supposed to be fun? Why not upgrade and do your 2019 draft on a cruise to the Bahamas where you can get the best advice and party with the top fantasy analysts and former NFL players. Beach, sun, fantasy football, TD Fantasy will be there. That is a tough combo to beat. Go to fantasyfootballatc.com for more information and learn how you can book today. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner, and we are previewing all the games for this weekend. And if you didn't listen to Thursday's pod, you should, because we're all very excited about this weekend of football. There are so many games that actually matter. None of the playoffs is set already. That means December is going to be an awesome month of football for all of us. Uh, And obviously we're all passionate about football, but we're going to start with a game that doesn't really matter all that much because neither of these teams is going to end up anywhere near the playoffs. And that is the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Two teams that you probably thought uh, at points during the season, especially Atlanta, who got hot at the beginning of the season, kind of thought that team would turn it around and, and become a playoff team just really has fallen off and Green Bay fired Mike McCarthy. That team's not going to be in the postseason as well. Green Bay is a five-point favorite at home. Uh, Guys, at this point in the season, I don't think Green Bay deserves to be a favorite against anybody, but they are at home and they did just fire their coach, so they might be revitalized in this game, I guess. Uh, Jake, I'll let you start. I picked a better quarterback at home, and normally I throw that with a head coach. I also, which normally I would do, I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers at home. I don't think they cover. I think this is pretty close. I got the Packers 28-24. I think the line is five. Um, you always get a boost when you fire that coach. The next yeah, week that team sure. always plays good, even when it's bad teams. There's no way Aaron Rodgers losing back-to-back home games, in my opinion. Falcons just have too many injuries to overcome. And Matt Ryan on the road in the cold is not the same guy. That offense got completely shut down by Baltimore at home last week. I just don't think they have enough, but I think it's a fairly good game because we already talked about the Packers roster sucks, but they yeah. still got Aaron Rodgers home. I don't think they lose back-to-back home games. Agreed. Uh, I think they cover, but I don't feel great about it uh, just because both of these teams have been un- just unbelievably massive disappointments this year. Yep. Uh, I think the Falcons a little bit more so than the Packers just because that – I mean, I know the Falcons do a lot of injuries, but that was a team that a lot yeah, of people were high on, thought they were going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the Packers can do enough to win this game by a touchdown. But again, I wouldn't be shocked by the result. This is a stay away game for me. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Just stay Ryan, away week. It's a tough, tough, tough is. week when you start getting I, these. these I don't trust Matt Ryan on the road. I don't trust the Packers to do anything. I don't trust the Falcons to do anything. This is just a disaster written all over it. But uh, gun to my head, I'm going to take the Packers to cover at home, thinking there's, they're not going to lay an egg back to back weeks at home. All right. Next game, we're going to talk about divisional game, but always an interesting one because New England tends to lay a stinker on the road in Miami. And it doesn't matter when the game is because we saw them last year go into Miami later on in the season and play a bad football game. And that team obviously went on to the Super Bowl. So New England is a eight point favorite on the road in Miami. 
Miami's defense has been okay or better than okay in some weeks when we've seen them. So what do you guys see happening in this one? Well, I look at this and I say I'm not going to let history repeat itself. I've always thought, oh, well, it doesn't matter if they're going into Miami. It's the Patriots. I think this is a really close game. I think the Patriots still can come out with a victory, but I think this is a Steven Goskowski late field goal pushes them over the top. Miami's a tough team. They play teams tough. Tannehill has had a lot of success against New England at home. It's the absolute reverse in New England. But this is a tough place for them to play. It's a tough divisional matchup. And to me, if I'm going to benefit of more than a touchdown at home for a competent Miami team that has plays New England well, I'm going to take that. Yep. I've got – going back to what we talked about, no playoff seeds set. In New England, knowing that if they get the number one seed – the Foxborough is a damn tough place for anybody to come in and get every game matters. I think they're more ready to go down there and not lay an egg because of history. I got the Pats cover and I got them winning 30 to 20. I think they get some turnovers. Miami's played tough, but they ain't played tough enough to win a lot of these games. They're just hanging around for a while. I think, I think Gronk maybe gets going again. He seems to be getting a little bit healthier. I just, I think Tom Brady and that X factor of knowing that they got to get to that number one seed. I think it's enough to go down there and put up 30, and I don't think Miami can, can keep keep pace. All right, New York Giants, another divisional matchup here. The New York Giants going on the road to play the Washington Redskins. The Giants are a four-point favorite on the road. Washington has had some gruesome injuries to deal with. Uh, obviously, we are thinking about Alex Smith because he is in a tough position right now. Uh, they want, they're asking for uh, privacy in this time, so that means it's not great. And uh, that's I'll also watch Colt McCoy go down. And I know he's backup quarterback, but man, that was ugly. And when you know his story, I mean, that's it's pretty tough to have those both quarterbacks go down with that injury. So Washington will be starting Mark Sanchez in this game. And they've just had, as far as injury goes, is, is about as bad as anybody in the NFL. Uh, Giants obviously coming off a win. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? I got the Giants 27-20. They've got it going the last couple of weeks. They're playing better. Washington's defense is very, very stingy. So I can see this game not quite getting to that point. I just think Washington's offense, James Betcher's going to, they're going to load yeah. up to stop the run. Adrian Peterson's been great for this team. Chris Thompson's back, catch it out of the backfield. They don't have anything else. Sanchez has only been there a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think, week I think eventually they just can't keep pace and they got to punt too much and the Giants, are, they'll, they'll get them. But I think that defense for Washington keeps it close for a while. Yeah, I think they keep it close, but I do think the Giants can bust it open late. I like what they're doing on offense right now. They're finally – it's not necessarily consistent over four quarters, but they're finally starting to get everybody involved. Saquon Barkley looks phenomenal. Odell Beckham is getting his. We're starting to see a little bit of the flashes that we thought this Giants offense could be at the beginning of the year. So I think the Giants do enough here to cover. And you're starting all of your Giants players. I think Shepard's in a flex spot. Odell Beckham's in the top 10 again at wide receivers this week. Saquon Barkley, I think, was like my number two or number three running back in the rankings. Uh, I, I think, again, it's, Washington's got a good defense, but I think the Giants are going to be able to do enough. I just they're think starting, they're going to be out there too much. That's true. Yeah. And, and, again, I think they're starting to kind of feel themselves a little bit. It's too late to do anything with it. They're yeah. not going to be a playoff team even if they went out. But uh, they're, they're starting to feel themselves a little bit, starting to get a little bit of a – build some momentum for next year, at least some positivity for the offseason. 
All right, another great divisional matchup. I'm very excited to watch Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. As far as hot goes, the Houston Texans are about as hot as it gets. They are a five-point favorite at home. We just saw Indianapolis struggle with a good defense. Houston Texans is has a very good defense. They and had they, a very good front seven and a very weak secondary. Yeah, they play swaggy at home though, and they like the. I think this is this is going to be a very interesting matchup. What is this line? Five. Houston is a five-point favorite at home. I think Texans cover here, uh, I, but I do think this is a one-score game. Uh, we're not going to see the Colts offense get shut down like they did last week. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, I think even if they play the Jaguars again this week in the same situation, that wouldn't happen. Andrew Luck is going to make adjustments. They're going to put up some points. I, I look at this Texas team, and I don't know what to fully make of them yet. I know they've won nine games in a row, and I'm going to pick them to win ten, the tenth game in a row here over a really good indie team that I think could do some damage if they were to get in. But I just don't look at them as one of the AFC elites yet. I just I, there's something about that team that just I, when it comes to January, I can't see them going on the road and beating a a Steelers, a Patriots, a Chiefs. I just I don't I don't even maybe if they had to go on the road for some reason, if Baltimore were to win the division in the second round to go into Baltimore, I just don't think this. Team Who have they beaten in this nine game stretch? That's good. That the, the schedule set up good. They're not blowing anybody out. They're not just not like crazy numbers they're putting up. They're doing enough to win. They're playing very complimentary football. That front seven has gotten better. They're stopping the run yeah. okay, but they're rushing the passer pretty well. I don't I, – I'm going to take the Texans to not cover and win 27-23, but it would not surprise me at all if Indy goes down there and wins. Okay. And Indy, to me, is a hotter, more well-rounded team that I'd be much more scared to face in the playoffs if I'm Pittsburgh or anybody else if they're coming in the first round if they get there. I agree with you, man. I, I like this Texans team, but they – it hasn't been maybe because nobody's really talked about it, but there's nothing sexy about this nine wins. By the way, in the NFL, seven, eight, nine, ten wins in a row is freaking hard. Yeah, it's coming to an end. Which, which is why I'm like surprised that I just don't I, feel anything with them. Like, I don't, I don't look at them as a Super Bowl contender. Which I is interesting. Of, which when's is the last team that won nine or ten games in a row that we said oh, they're, they're not a Super Bowl contender? None. There was a stat that I saw I think yesterday. The teams that have won nine in a row of like the last eight that have done it, only two won the tenth game. Interesting. It was a weird stat. That's a very interesting stat. I could see Indy going up there after laying a stinker last week with Jacksonville and, and making it, at least making it interesting, let alone. Oh, I think going it's going to be a hell of a game. I, I think, think Indy could win it, yeah. but I think Jackson, I, the Tennessee's proven to me enough that they're winning close games. They're doing enough yeah. to win games. And yeah. Indy's defense, their front seven's been stingy for two years. The defense is still playing. Pretty solid. I don't think anybody runs away with this. The rosters are a lot closer talent-wise than the records indicate. Yeah, in game. yeah, for sure. Houston's just been able to really get it going. They just, I'm, I, I'm still taking them, by the yeah, way. I'll take them minus five. Yeah, I, I think, think this is a, yeah. a touchdown game. I don't think this is a game where I don't think they're going to blow them out. All right, Baltimore Ravens going on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a touchdown favorite at home. Uh, Jamie, I'll let you go first here. What do you see happening? Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I, I like Baltimore. I've been on – Jake and I both talked from – the first show we did on how much we thought Baltimore was going to be a team to watch this year. I just have concerns about Lamar Jackson going on the road against Kansas City. I know their defense isn't anything spectacular, but they've been a little bit better lately. At some point, you're, you're going to have to be able to throw the ball effectively to beat teams that are better than you. And I think that there's – I just cannot foresee a way where as, as great as he's been scrambling, that Lamar Jackson can keep up with Patrick Mahomes that offense. No. He has been an average at best when throwing the ball this year. I have not been terribly impressed with that. He's young. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be a good player in this league. But right now, if you have to rely on his arm to win you a football game, I don't think he can right now. And I don't see any way that the Chiefs don't score at least, 
28 points in this game. I just can't see how Lamar Jackson is going to throw for enough to keep them in this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus a touchdown. So I've got it 27-20. If i got to lean one way, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover as well. You're the number one offense in the league against the number one defense in the league, statistically. The Chiefs are at home. I just – I can't see – as good as this Baltimore defense has been at times, they've got a couple negative fantasy point weeks yeah. where they've been lit up. And I just – does Kareem Hunt missing finally your rear's ugly head and they have to throw it so much? I don't know that that hurts Kansas City that much. I think Tyree Kill, they're going to start using in some more unique ways. I just can't see Baltimore putting up. Here's a, my other question of, of this. Kansas City defense is not great, but they can rush the passer. Yeah. Does that help or hurt playing Lamar Jackson? Do you tell D Ford and Justin Houston just to go? You're not playing a normal quarterback. So yeah, because you not get there just, and you leave an edge. That's thirty yards. Yeah, for sure. Do you rush the outside and try to keep him in the pocket? And are they capable of that? I, I think part of part of this game is going to be Chuck how much Moore. Lamar Jackson can run for. Because if you start seeing D Ford and Justin Houston coming off the edge and, and panicking, and he goes, he can run for one fifty. Yeah, I still don't think that's enough to keep pace. But it's going to be interesting. It's a really cool matchup to go yeah, straight defense, big-time running game, because you can run it on the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it's a fun matchup. I, I look at this Ravens team. It's Lamar Jackson. And they can get you three touchdowns. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. And if that, and most weeks with that defense, that's going to be enough against a lot of teams. That's why they won these three. It's not going to be enough against no. Kansas City. It's, it's not. At home. No. Yeah. yeah. Good, it's, it's just not going to happen. Point. All right. The New Orleans Saints going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a nine-point favorite. Obviously, uh, listen, the Thursday night football road team trend continued last week because everybody, and I mean everybody, chose the New Orleans Saints to win every national funding. Again, every, they won what? I mean, straight. Yeah, nine, nine straight. Nine straight they lost the 10th. And they lost the 10th, and that offense was Awful. was bad and made the Dallas Cowboys defense look like they were the best defense in the NFL, which I think is not even close to being the truth. Uh, but – this is a divisional game, a little revenge factor here for Drew Brees in a, in a loss at the, early on in the season. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening here? I've got him winning 34-24, the Saints. Um, divisional game. The Bucks are hanging in there. They're putting up numbers on everybody. The Saints defense has played pretty good. They played pretty good last week on Thursday night. Uh, I think, again, trying to keep pace, trying to get that number one seed, because if you've got to go to the Superdome – you're yeah, hurting. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're right there. So there's no way they're going to lose two divisional games of the same team. Uh, I think they go down there and they get it done. But, man, Jameis Winston's playing well. The Tampa offense keeps putting up numbers. Uh, so it, it scared me a little bit to bet this one. I've got him winning, you know, covering by a point. Yeah, I don't feel great about this one, but I'm going to take the points here with the Bucs. Um, I think this, the Saints are going to win this football game. But I, I think it's going to be close. I think the biggest difference in Jameis Winston over the last couple of weeks is he's not turning the ball over as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, this offense has been sensational all year, but they've also turned the ball over a ton. And if yeah. they don't turn the ball over, they can be in this game. I, I do. Th- I still don't see them fully matching up with the Saints enough to win this game again. Uh, but I do think God, nine points is a lot. Saints are a different team on the road. They are a different team outdoors. Now, they do have the benefit of they had a few extra days. I mean, yeah. they're a little bit more well-rested for this game. They have a little Which bit is more important this time of year, especially when you've been on that streak of winning nine straight and you lost one, reevaluate. And they're better team. Yeah. But I wish this was week 15, not week 14, because I went all in on the Saints in fantasy, and everybody on this offense yeah. is, uh, is going to have, is gonna have big, yeah, gonna have uh, big good I, have, I have three Buccaneers receivers in the top 30. Yeah, this yeah. week. For With sure. Godwin and, and Evans and Humphreys yeah. and you're starting Michael Thomas. 
think Traquan Smith, you know, it's hope and a prayer with Traquan Smith every week, but he could be a flex play. Yeah. Starting both Saints running backs. I think Peyton Barber is a flex play. I mean, this is. I think a, Drew Brees has a monster week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees monster week. Winston's going to have a great. I mean, so this is this is the big fantasy game of the week. For sure. But right. I, wish, I wish it was week 15 because it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. in any week. matchup right now. Uh, the next game, Carolina Panthers at Cleveland. If you guys want to know what the guys think about that game, you're going to have to be a TD Fantasy Premium subscriber. They both like something in this game, and you're going to have to subscribe to, to figure out what that is. Uh, the next game, New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Jamie, you're the only one talking about this one because Jake likes something in here too. So what do you, what do you see happening in this game? Jets plus three and a half. So I look at this game, and I'm going to go back to something I've said on the show a bunch. And I'm going to qualify it once again so people understand that I'm not crapping on Sam Darnold. That he's going to be a good football player down the the problem is, is right now in his rookie season on the road, he has been a complete and utter disaster. Yes. And I mean a disaster, almost unplayable. He, this is his first game back in a few weeks. The Bills defense is is pretty darn good. They're one of the be- better top half of the league uh, in defense. Sam Darnold has been brutal on the road, as I just mentioned. I think he's going to turn the ball over two or three different times. Uh, I think the Bills cover this easily. I'm debating putting this a lock. I don't know what Jake thinks about this game, but I'm debating making this a lock uh, at one point. But I, I didn't quite put it in there yet because it's still the Bills, and I'm a little cautious putting For mediocre sure. teams as locks. But I look at this, I think the Jets are kind of playing out the season at this point. Yeah. I think Josh Allen's ability to run the ball. I still have concerns about his accuracy when he's throwing it, but when he's running the ball, he's being very effective right now. Uh, I just – I think the Bills win this game by at least a touchdown, if not more. Listen, I love when those California boys have to come play in the cold weather. Buffalo loves this. Cold weather, intimidating environment, Sam Darnold, a rookie. It's going to be – I think it's going to be ugly. I'll, te- I'll tease my pick with this because okay. I know Buffalo well. Yeah. There is no colder, windier place on the yep. freaking planet this time of year than yeah. Buffalo New York. And Sam's struggled significantly on the road. Uh, Denver Broncos – who have won their last three games. Uh, they played much better. This is a team that could mix it up and potentially make the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to, uh, but they're at least showing us that they're a better football team than I think most people thought they were going to be there. Four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, going to play the San Francisco 49ers, who, man, oh, man, they just injury after injury after injury. Uh, this is a bad football team, uh, and they do not have an intimidating environment. So, Jake, what do you see happening here? You know, losing Emmanuel Sanders hurts. So I'm going to change my pick a little bit. Uh, I got the Broncos still covering 27-21. Kyle Shanahan's done a hell of a job. I don't know that anybody has dealt with injuries like this, and they keep putting up decent numbers. I mean, Nick Mullins threw for 400 freaking yards last week. Like, they're playing okay. They just don't have anything left. The Broncos are going to finish 2-2 two and two throughout the season. They're not going to make the playoffs. These young guys are playing their butts off for them. They had one hell of a draft. Yeah, thank you, Philip yes. Lindsay, That's and, all and free say. agency too. I mean, yeah, free agency. Lindsay, yeah. I mean, hell of a, a bunch of really good young players on this team. Uh, they just don't have enough to make the playoffs yet, but they're going to finish strong. I think they win this one. If they go on the road, here's another. Here's a teaser for you. They go on the road and lose this one. Vance Joseph might still get whacked. At this point, he saved his job. But if they go lose this game and they lose three out of the last four. He might still lose his he job. Might still he almost lose lost his job last year. This yeah. is an interesting situation because you, you're happy to see this team starting to click a little bit. Again, I thought they were an eight-win team at the beginning of the year, and that's, yep. I think, where that's they're going to end. Yeah. But it, it prevents you from moving on from your head coach, which yeah. I think none of us are terribly impressed with the job that he has done. So, I mean, you kind of been up with that weird spot there where there could be some pretty decent coaches that are available to you okay. on that market, and you don't kind of want to be caught in that midway. The, the kicker there is John Elway. 
who doesn't sure. really care. Oh, he'll fire him. John Elway thinks he can true. get Ron Rivera or, or Mike McCarthy Harbaugh. or Harbaugh. Yeah, he'll fire Vance Joseph. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Because you know what follows those guys? Staffs. Staffs. You know these can. young guys that everybody wants don't have? Staffs. <laughs> what makes McVay so good? His brain offensively, and the fact that he doesn't have to worry about the defense, no. Wade Phillips is freaking awesome. And he's been, been there and done that. And he didn't even have to time. go down there. Oh, and by the way, Fossil's the best special teams coach in the league. He doesn't have to mess with that either. He can only be the brainchild of the offense. That's all he's got to do yeah, and lead his team. And that's a luxury. That doesn't happen yeah. very no, often. No, Les Snead did a hell of a job helping him put that together. For sure. It's These same. other guys don't have that. And if they're coming from decent teams, Dave Filippo was in Philly mm-hmm. for a while. Went to Minnesota, only took a couple guys. Yeah. If he gets a job, who the hell is he hiring? Yeah. What does his staff look like? By the way, that's really important. It's extremely important. It's why Chicago's had huge success this year because Matt Nagy doesn't need to worry about what Vic Fangio's doing. No. He doesn't even walk over to that side of the football. Or special teams. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. So that's that's a recipe for success that doesn't exist everywhere no. in the NFL. But so I look at this game. I, I I agree. I think the Broncos win this game by at least a touchdown. Um, so they'll cover that four and a half point spread. Like I said on the, on the show on Thursday, Cortland Sutton's now uh, in wide receiver two territory yeah. uh, on any given week. Deshaun Hamilton's now in flex territory. I think Royce Freeman could actually have a pretty big game here too because I think they're going to lean on the they're going to lean on the running game even more than they have. And they've been t- extremely successful when either of these guys have run the ball. Now, Philip Lindsay's been out of this world, but Royce Freeman's run the ball pretty well as well. He's he has. I think if, he was, if, if Lindsay wasn't there, Royce Freeman would have had one hell of yeah. a year. And the other way around. If, if yeah. Freeman wasn't there and Lindsay was the guy the whole time, he'd have had an even bigger year. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a shame that Saquon Barkley's been so awesome that Lindsay's probably not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but – He's had a hell of a year. So, to me, again, that's uh, that's enough for me for the Broncos to get the job done here. All right. Cincinnati Bengals going on the road to play the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are 14-point favorites at home. That is a big spread. But, man, Cincinnati, as far as injuries goes, is another team that's suffering big time, obviously. A.J. Green will not be playing. Andy Dalton's not going to be seen for the rest of the season. So, this is, a, this is the L.A. Chargers feeling themselves after going up to Pittsburgh in, in at Heinz Field on Sunday Night Football in primetime and go get a victory. That, that was a hell of a performance it was from historic. the Chargers. That's a big game for them. And Huge I know that, I know that seems like it seems obvious, but the L.A. Chargers have a long history of choking, of yes. being dogged, of being a very good team that whenever they face a little bit of adversity and they have to go on the road against yep. a good team, they lay down. That was a big game Huge for them. Huge game. Because if they want to – again, this team I don't think is going to win the division. If they want to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have a lot of road games on that path against yeah. good teams. Yeah. And if, at some point, you need to start living up the expectations for your talent level. And I thought that was a very good start for them. Defense travels, and Phillip Rivers has brass balls. He does. I like them anywhere they got to go. Yeah. So do you think they cover 14? I've got it 31-17. So if i got to lean one way or the other, I think they do. I yeah. think I think Bosa scared me when he went off the field with that foot. And I was like, yeah. oh, here we go. And he came right back in. Yeah. And then he had the spin move sack. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Oh, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, this defense is – Derwin James, absolute – Freak. He yeah. is defensive rookie of the year, he's right? Troy Palomalo and Ed Reed together. He's at the line of scrimmage and he picks a ball off twenty five yards down the field on the opposite hash. Yeah, he's on when Ben Ben freak. threw it up to uh to McDonald thinking he's yeah. wide open yeah. and didn't see Derwin James. James. They, how, like, that's some Troy Palomalo stuff. He just yeah. like comes out of nowhere. He will hit you, he will pick it off. He's rushing the passer. Like this defense has some serious pieces. Now Bosa back, Ingram on the other side. You got both guys. 
Yeah, I, I think I think they blow the doors off the Bengals this week. I, I think it's, I think it's ugly. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, you always have to worry about their slow starts on offense. We've seen that happen more than a few times, even against mediocre teams. If but, you're counting on Mixon to have a big week, it, that one would scare me. I think Tyler Boyd will be okay because I think they're going to have to throw it a ton and he'll get yeah. some targets. But anybody else really kind of scares me on that Bengals yeah. offense. Yeah, not not a good game if you have Cincinnati players on your team. All right, another divisional matchup that. That's going to matter a lot for both teams. That's the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off their biggest victory of the year so far, beating the Saints at home. That defense looked really good. Uh, I caution people because Thursday night football is really a throwaway for me. I don't think you get the truest test of what a team is. Um, I think the Cowboys defense is good. I do not think they're elite. Um, but I listen, let's see what the Phillies got because they have to win this game if they want to keep pace and they want to be a team that's going to make the postseason. And they're three and a half point underdogs going into Dallas. So when I looked at this game, we didn't think this game might matter much three or four weeks ago. No. But in the last three or four weeks, one of these two teams has shown me something. The Cowboys. And that the Cowboys have some fight in them. And Dak Prescott looks like a different quarterback with Amari Cooper active and fully sure working around that offense. Yep. Again, not an elite quarterback, not a top 10 quarterback, but a different quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I look at Zeke has been phenomenal yeah. for about two months now. I mean, just really, really running the ball, like, look, looks at times like he's the best a monster. Football. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, that defense is good, not great. I'm coming around to that defense a bit. I mean, yeah. I've been highly critical of them all year, and I'm just at some point I have to admit that I was incorrect about them. I didn't think they were even as good as they've been showing. I think Dallas wins this game. I think Dallas covers here. In part because I've been impressed by the way they've played recently, but a bigger part because I don't buy anything Philadelphia is doing. They can't run the football. Adams is hurt now, and we'll see if he can and if he can come back and be effective. I know they have Sproles back, but I'm just continue even in their victories. I'm just very unimpressed by this Eagles team right now. Yeah. And I think Dallas has a little bit of momentum. I think Dallas can run the ball down their throat, control the clock in this game. I think Dallas is looking at this and not going to have a letdown here. I think they're looking at this and saying. We're about to hit our stride, and we think we're a Super Bowl team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but they might think that. Yeah. I think I think they're going to keep rolling here. Okay. I got the Cowboys covering 27-23. I actually think it could be a little bit bigger than that. There's a bunch of reasons why. Young, swaggy teams that start to win, it, it, it can roll. Yeah, Because sure. you don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And when are really good teams made? They're made in November, and they had a hell of a November. This defense has played really well. They can rush the passer. These linebackers are flying all over the place. And, oh, by the way, they did it without their best linebacker. Yeah. Sean Lee's coming back. Yes. That's a whole different defense. If yeah. he can stay healthy for the rest of this run. Yeah, for sure. That defense. Can be very good. A woozy. I mean, they got some guys that can cover. They're Lane Van Der Esch. Lane Van Der Esch awesome. is, is flying. So he is Sean Lee, but bigger, longer, and faster. If it yes. wasn't for Derwin James, he'd be the defensive rookie of the year. Agreed. Oh, and he still should be right there. Yeah. That's, that should be really close. Like, I, I – I kind of sat there going, okay, four or five weeks ago, this Cowboys team, man, they were six and ten, seven and nine. Yeah, they were meh. But that young, swaggy team and the Amari Cooper trade was big. They gave up a ton to get him. He's been solid, but what he's done is open things up because teams aren't playing them any different. He's getting single coverage. For sure. But getting Sean Lee back and what they've done without him for the last four weeks, I kind of like them moving forward. They're going to be a tough team to play. If they can keep running like this, because Dak is – Especially at home. Dak's not – he's back to not turn it over. Yeah. He's hitting enough plays. They're getting some run after the catch stuff. And Zeke's been a freak. Yeah, Zeke's but a I think Sean, I mean, go back to with his Dallas Cowboys without Sean Lee, they're god-awful defense. Yeah. They've been really good without him. They get him back, 
those three linebackers can absolutely fly and cover some ground. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like them moving forward. I'm kind of coming around with the Cowboys. Yeah, they, they, it's one of those things. I keep. Yeah, I agree with Jamie wholeheartedly on, on the Eagles. I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to get. It's more so the Eagles are so up and down. Would it surprise me to see them to go into Dallas and win? Not no, at all. No. Um, but do, do I think they can they have go the up talent to play? But they haven't played to their talent level all no. year. No. And the defense hasn't. No, no. Point. Yeah, I've been waiting for it to happen, but man, it's December now. It's too late for you to kind of have that kind of turnaround moment. Maybe this is it, uh, but you can't wait any longer than that. I just, I just look at this Dallas team and I say, this is a team that's going to win a playoff game. I don't, think they're gonna, I don't know if they're going to win two, because that second game they're going to have to go on the road, whether it's LA or Chicago or someplace. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat the upper echelon teams. But I have no, I mean, they're, they're that tier two, two team at this point. And yeah. I look at the Eagles as like, that's a... That looks, like, that looks like a 500 squad it's at best. Super Bowl hangover yeah, celebration. They don't. They just. Yeah, yeah they can't. Uh, big disappointment. They'll be in that disappointing conversation potentially, especially if they lose this week. Uh, Steelers coming off two losses now in a row. They have had. They have had a tough couple of weeks. James Conner will not be playing in this game. Um, and listen, they're going to play Oakland. So good timing for them because they're going to play a bad football team. They're 10 and a half point favorites at home. But like we said earlier, they just lost a game in prime time at home, which we're not used to seeing. Uh, it was, and, and listen, at times that first half, their offense looked unstoppable. There were times when that game where they looked unbelievable. And then Ben looked like drunk Ben. I mean, it was like it was it was up and down. It wasn't great. His decision making wasn't great. He started forcing the ball to Antonio Brown, um, and they don't. And they James- couldn't cover the best player on the Chargers. Yes, Keenan Allen was wild. yes, and open. James Con- and James Conner's not playing this week. Obviously, suffering an injury, but they're playing the Raiders. So this is a lot like New England going to Miami. The Steelers never play good in Oakland. James Conner's out. But there's a reason I've got him covering. I've got it thirty-one twenty, so I got him covering by half a point. I wouldn't bet this to save my life. <laughs> But this, the Raiders cannot rush the passer yeah. at all. Go back to the game last week where the Raiders' offense was pretty good. Yeah, I wonder why. The worst trade can't. in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't – go back to the first part. You were just talking about this offense looked unstoppable. Yeah. Because the Chargers could – they can rush the passer, and they couldn't get there in the first half. Yeah. Go back to last week, the Raiders against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes just lit him on fire. Now, the Raiders' offense played pretty good, and they kept in there. The Steelers' defense is going to get after Derek Carr. They can rush the passer. They're going to get some sacks. I can see it being worse than that, but I've got them covering at 31-20. I think they go out there and win it easily because I go back to what we just talked about again. They have to win to keep pace. Yeah. They can't go out there and lay an egg like they've done in the past, and that's like that bad loss where they just had two in a row. Good teams don't lose two in a row. They damn sure lose three in a row. For sure. So I, I think they go out there and they get it done. The Steelers are the most frustrating team in football. Agreed. That is a town, That is a roster that is a 13-win team. Yes. That, that talent roster is arguably – I mean, you can make a very compelling argument that they're the best team in football on paper. Yes, I don't. I I would argue that that's the Rams, uh, but you could make an argument and that and not be crazy if you just look strictly on paper and you didn't look at any of the games this year that that's a team that is going to win the Super Bowl. Yet they continue to do this every once in a while, where they just lay these eggs of whether it's a whole half. Sometimes it's the first half of the game, sometimes it's the second half of the game. They do these things that great teams don't do. Yeah, and it's a, it's very frustrating because they have all the potential in the world. This is again. This is a tough game to bet because you have a, a team on the road that's a double-digit favorite, and those are just those are usually all the red flags pop up there. I think they're going to cover this game because at some point, I think they have just too much talent. Um, I think this could look very similar to that Raiders Chiefs game in the sense of that I'm not sure that the Oakland can maybe put up some points in this game because the Steelers are going to get up big early. At some point, I just I need to see this team look like a team that's going to win the Super Bowl again, and I, and I don't I don't get what the missing piece is sometimes. 
issues. No. Because it's, it's different issues. Sometimes the defense doesn't show up. Sometimes, Sometimes Big Ben doesn't show up for a half. Sometimes Antonio Brown can't get open. Sometimes, you know, they weren't able to run the ball effectively. It Sometimes like, it all comes together and you go, oh, there they are. Yeah, and it all and comes together yeah. and you go, there's no team that can beat them. That's and, and I just need to see this more on a weekly basis because when the Rams don't play their best, they still find a way to win football games. Yes. That last week in Detroit is a good example. When the Steelers don't play their best, they almost never win football games in the last couple of years. Can we talk about that historic, though? 200 zero and 2 Went up by 14 at home in the second half, right? Yeah. And if the safety doesn't kill the corner and the ball fly up and Keenan Allen makes that play, they're up like 13 or 14 with three minutes to go in the third oh. quarter right there, and you still lose that game at home. Like, that was an historic loss. Yeah. The other thing is they don't lose in prime time at home. No, yeah. never. That was another, like, it was like two mega historic things. Mm-hmm. I just I think they bounce back. Samuel's filling in for for Connor. I think he has a monster week. I think Ben's going to throw it fifty times. And I think their game plan is going to be our offensive line is a hell of a lot better than the Raiders' defensive line. I think you'll see a lot of that. They also are a historic franchise with a head coach that's been there and done that, and they know December football gets you ready for January football, and yeah. they know that it's got to start now against a far inferior team. Yeah, it's uh, they're one of the most infuriating teams. I'm going to be at this game, by the way. So I'm, I'll I'll fill you in next week Good. on what Can't I see wait. live. Can't wait to hear it because, man, sometimes that offense looks head and shoulders above every other offense in the NFL, including the Rams. I think at, at certain points this team, when they look their best, look absolutely unstoppable. And then they do things that are so infuriating, it's, it's impossible to believe in them as a Super Bowl team right now because they've had too many eggs. They've laid too many eggs, especially a home game on prime time. A couple like, things to mention here that maybe not cover that just popped in my head. Does Switzer come back, who has been a big part of this offense? Yes. Big part of this, this return game, special teams. And then they put Hunter in for James Washington, who Ben missed on that wide-open touchdown. Yeah. And look like he maybe broke his wrist when he flipped over and whatever that was. Does James Washington come back in? Or do they have enough receivers? Jesse James and McDonald have been great. I and mean, they got they can get it done. Yeah. But they've got three or four injuries of key players that play yeah, really role good players. roles in this. Yeah. That, that alone could hurt them. It would be interesting to see how they overcome that. Uh, next game we're going to talk about that we could skip, uh, but we're going to talk about it. It's Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. So it's actually kind of compelling at this point. Sure. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Not for, like, anything other than we live in Arizona. They just yes. beat the Packers. Yes. The Lions looked really good against the Rams last they week. They did. Those, those are, and they those looked god-awful going into that game Those are two true statements. Uh, the Detroit Lions don't are allergic to the red zone. Uh, they don't know how to score touchdowns when they get into the red zone. And the Arizona Cardinals are coming off a historic victory. A historic victory going into Lambeau Field and winning. It was like 1949. It was the last time they were the Chicago Cardinals, the last time that this happened. They don't go there that much, and it's not historic. It ain't that big a deal. Let them have They just fired their coach. They have a better roster. It's not historic. Save me the crap of the Cardinals beat the Packers in Lambeau, and it's this big-ass thing. Still a By the way, they've only won four games. You got now. one less win than the Packers got, who have sucked all year. I the only them. reason anybody talks about the Packers having a chance is because Aaron Rodgers is freaking awesome. Other than that, if Aaron Rodgers didn't play in that game, the Cardinals are 10-point favorites going in with three freaking two wins. Yeah. Save me historic. It's not historic. I knew uh, there are certain times where I like to trigger Jake, and I knew calling that win would be because I am an, I completely have the same feelings Jake does. Because if you didn't say they were in left, there was a four win football team, not a good football team. No. Green Bay did not deserve to be a 14 point favorite. Green Bay safety can catch. You don't have this comeback. Yeah. And they have this, and Mike McCarthy still has a job. 
Yeah, but uh, anyways, Detroit is a three-point favorite on the road uh, playing the Arizona Cardinals. There will be a lot of Detroit fans. There always is when Detroit plays here. Midwest cities tend to have a lot of transplants living here. Uh, what are we going to see from Josh Rosen? Do you think they can uh, they can upset the Lions? I do. Um, I think this is going to actually be a really close game. I don't like the Lions for the way they've been playing on the road. Uh, I don't like the Lions' offense without on Johnson, who I have no idea when on Johnson's coming back at this point. They've been yeah. very kind of hush-hush about that. It's not practicing yet, so I doubt it's going to be this week. Uh, I just look. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a Matthew Stafford fan. I'm just. I, I don't. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him at quarterback. He's um, fallen into that Matt, Matt Ryan category for you, isn't he? A, a little bit, but with Matt Ryan, it was more of fantasy reasons why I yeah. didn't like him. Matthew Stafford, I think it's real life football reasons. I just don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him. He just. He's the flashes. He's, he's in that most talented dude that can't sure get it done. Is. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Is. So I just. To me, I just I don't know if the Lions' offense has enough firepower right now. Um, I don't think, and there's I think this is going to be generally just a boring game, close game overall. But uh, the Cardinals getting a field goal at home, I think they're going to either if they don't win this game, I think they'll keep it close enough. Where if they lose by a field goal, you take the push. So I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game just because I don't think the Lions are that much better uh, the way they're playing right now on the Probably road. Not. Nope, still allergic to the Reds. I'm going to take the Lions 23-20 up. That's on the line, so I'll take the Lions to cover. Okay, I think Kerryon Johnson plays. Uh, if he does, and he's 80% of himself, he has a big game because the Cardinals cannot stop the run at all. They've been bad. And if Matt Stafford gets any running game at all, they can get it going. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. playing, he's still out as well. I mean, he's done done. He's done that. He's on IR. So, yeah. So, you got one one receiver. Yeah. Um, Who's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been There's a a fantasy if you need a stretch guy or, you know, Take a flyer on. For sure. But that Golden Tate trade looks worse and worse by the day since Marvin Jones has gone down. They they don't have a lot of weapons. They just don't. But they played the Rams really well last week. They did. If they could score touch, if they they were in the red zone and they could not – I'm not joking, seven times – and they could not, they could not get it into the end zone. It was it, as as somebody who was actively rooting against the Rams. I, I was like, why is it, why can they not? It just it was it was interesting to watch. I think the Cardinals defense will look good because I think they'll get after Stafford. But the way to combat that is you can run it down the Cardinals' throat. I think the Lions will come in there. They'll run it a lot. They'll punt. This game would be pretty boring. The Lions' defense has been solid. Cardinals haven't done anything to make mm-hmm. you think. I mean, Rosen's been under 50% completions for like three yeah, he games, hasn't been three games in a row, and they're only throwing it 25 times. They don't have Kirk anymore for the year, so yeah. that's really going to hurt. Yeah, He's been playing really well. Uh, they don't have anybody that can get open. So no. I mean, if the Lions can run it and stop the run, I just think they have enough to get it done. All right, Sunday night football, the L.A. Rams going into Chicago. The real game. The real game. Uh, big game. Uh, L.A. Rams going into Chicago. Rams are three-point favorites. It's not confirmed whether Trubisky's going to play or not yet. He said yesterday. I would expect him to He's going to play. I'm going to operate under the assumption he's playing. Yeah, and this line is reflective of him of, yes. of him starting, and that's because Vegas knows that Trubisky's going to start yeah. in this game. Uh, Jake, I'll let you go first. What do you see happening in this one? I got the Rams 27-21. I got them covering. The Bears' defense is phenomenal. The Rams can just beat you in so many ways, and I really think coming out of the bye, the Rams' defense is going to figure it out. Tlaib coming back makes this a completely different defense. They can rush the passer against a really good offensive line. Look, I mean, the Bears, I said early, when we get to now, and Jordan, they did it last week. Jordan Howard had a decent day, like 16 for 75, yeah. something like that. They gotta be able to do that. The one thing you can do on the Rams, you've been able to do for the last six weeks, is run it on them traditionally. If the Browns or the the, the Bears don't outthink themselves and get too misdirectional, high flying when it's cold and windy, and they can run it at them, I think they got a chance to hang in there. I think it's a really fun game to watch. I just think the Rams have 
too many different ways to beat you. And I don't think the Bears are quite on that level yet. Even though it's a Sunday night game at home, that atmosphere is going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. And I will say the LA Rams went to Detroit last week, then flew back to LA. Now they're flying back to Chicago, back-to-back weeks, lots of travel. I get all that, but it's a veteran team For that sure. I think can handle it. I just don't think the Bears are on. That was a bad loss last week. Yeah. Hell of a job coming back, but it's just a bad loss. Um, I just don't think they're quite on that level yet, but I think we'll they see. hang in there, and I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of we'll fun see. to watch. No, I, I think it's good. And so. the Rams know they got to win. Yeah. Same thing. The Bears got to win. I mean, this is like everybody's got to keep pace. Like these last two we're going to talk about are a hell of a lot of fun because there's a lot of playoff implications. Sure. I, think this, I think this is a great game. I think this is a very close game, but I'm with you, Jake. I think the Rams do enough to get the job done. I do not think this is a multi-score game. I think this is a game yeah. deep into the fourth quarter that's going to be really good and really intriguing. I think the difference for me is, one, I don't know how healthy Mitch Trubisky is. If Mitch Trubisky was 100% healthy, never had the injury, and they were flying there, I would say, you know what, this might be this might be a toss-up for me. Um, I think I, I want to see how, how he reacts there. Aaron Donald's going to hit him. He's going to hit him a lot in this game. And I want to see how healthy he, he is and is he able to make the same Bears throws. defense should have shut the Giants down last week and didn't. And they're facing a whole other animal in the Rams. That's For sure. I wouldn't, but I watched that football game. Chase Daniel gave a pick six right to start off the game seven. Yeah, no, I know. Turned the ball over there on sure. the 10. And he, so played, 14 well, of he those, played well down the stretch. So 14 of those points are not against the Bears defense. Right. The no, Giants no. offensive line is the worst in football. For sure. That's For not sure. the Rams. Yeah. And, and, and I look at the, yeah, and you said on the Rams offense, they just, they beat you in so many different ways. They're able to do so much. I, the way I look at this game is that the Bears are an elite second tier team. I think the Rams are the best team in football. And I think that's the difference in this game. Yeah. I think, yeah, so I, was saying, I just don't think the Bears are quite on that level sure. yet. But they're, they're getting there. But, but I just, God, you take it offensive line, Bears are really good. Quarterback yeah. play has been okay. Receivers, I think there's still one guy away from being really, really good. But they can, if they can get more traditional now and still have all the misdirection stuff, defense, defensive line is great. Linebackers, man, Roquan Smith's been a beast. Danny Trevason, yeah. I mean, they're secondary. They've got everything. They're just not quite on the level of the Rams. Is why I think I think it's a great game. I just it's best. I just this is the best bad. defense and the best offense, not statistically, but this is this yeah. is the best defense in the NFL and the best offense. The Bears, well, the Bears are not statistically the best because they sure look like it. They, the Ravens are still the Ravens the still. The best. But I would take the Bears defense. The Bears I defense, love the Ravens defense. I'm taking the Bears defense ten times out of ten. Yeah, and the Bears the Bears have scored more touchdowns, more pick sixes, more interceptions, more interceptions than they've given, than they've given up touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. This this is the best defense in the NFL, especially at home in the cold weather. And look, um, the Rams are the best team in football. They got to go win a game like absolutely. this. Absolutely, they got to prove that. Okay, sure. in December in Chicago, we got to take sunny California and go win. They just we'll see. It's it's going to be a good look, game. It's a really good yeah. matchup. I'm excited. And, and, and I know Both of these Sunday night, Monday night are going to be. And, and I know this might seem like a trivial thing as we talk about how good these offensive defenses are. I'm going to give this the kicking game edge to say say Louis Uh Los Angeles for sure. Yes, I, I think Park, Parky's been good for a couple weeks, but he struggled. But he's not great. And out. I think this is a I think this is yeah. a field goal game. I, sure. I really that's, do that's think really... This, this this could be a field goal game where one is uh, it can make a difference or not. That's that's a that's a really good point. Uh, Monday night football. We're we're blessed with some good yeah, time time here. These, these are, are be... very happy they uh, they flex the Rams Bears game into Sunday night football. And we just got we happen to get a really really good Monday night football. game. Game. Talk about a team that needs to keep pace. The Minnesota Vikings have to win this football game. They are they are two they are two and a half games behind the Bears because they lost they had a tie with Green Bay and there are two full games and they lost to Chicago already. Yep. This is a game that they need to win after man, they did not play so hot. This is the wild card. Yeah, this is the this, wild this card. Is the wild. Whoever uh, wins this is getting it. 
And Seattle, Seattle, three and a half point favorites at home. They've been, listen, this is what Seattle does. They start off slow and they get better, but this is the worst roster that they've had since Pete Carroll's been there. Uh, It's definitely not the intimidating environment uh, that we've expected in the past. But listen, Minnesota, like I said, they need to win this game. And I expect them to – I kind of expect them to win this game. But I I, I don't know. Interesting, do I don't. I do. Uh, look, I, I've been a I've been a Kirk Cousins apologist for a long time. I because I, I think I think you he is unlike Stafford. I think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins with some help around. Yeah, but I need to see him be a good team when it matters. Yeah, because he has a terrible, terrible history of not being able to beat good teams when it matters. He's five. This is teams above five hundred. He is 5-26 and 26 against got, teams above 500. It's, it's the Matthew Stafford syndrome. Alone. Yeah. And I, and I know at some point I, I feel like I'm contradicting myself. I'm being hypocritical with the thing I just said about Matthew Stafford and then saying what I said about Kirk Cousins. But <laughs> it's just I, I think I need to see them do it. And I look at this Vikings team and I go, why aren't they clicking more? Dalvin yeah. Cook is back and playing well. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are healthy relatively. That defense is good. Why? What is not clicking here on this team? And this is this is a huge game for me because if they this could be the game that propels the Vikings into the postseason for them to make a run. If if they win this game and they get things rolling, but Seattle's rolling right now. Russell yeah. Wilson looks really good. Yes, he does. And again, Rashad Penny is and, alive. We've seen him got in the end zone last week. I just need to see the Vikings win a big game. I yeah. need to see them actually win a big game. I want them to lose this game so terribly that I that I'm saying that they're going to win the game in hopes that it's a, you know, a nice. I'll stop chance. you both now. The Vikings are winning and covering. Okay, and I'm going to talk football. Okay, Seattle's the only team in the NFL running it more than they throw it. This is not a good matchup for that recipe. This is going to be a lot more on Russell Wilson than it's been the last four or five weeks. They've won three straight. They're running the crap out of it. Chris Carson still not 100%. Yes, Rashad Penny has played really well the last couple weeks. They don't. It's not a good matchup. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is back and playing well enough. You can run it on Seattle. They're, surprisingly, they, you're not throwing it on them a lot. Mm-hmm. But Stephon Diggs showed me a lot last week. He should have played in that game, and he played pretty well. Yeah. New England stepped up and won that game. I, I picked the Vikings to win there and win that last week. I think they, it's just not a good matchup for Seattle. They've won three straight. I think because of that, we go back to previous history of this is what they do. I go back and look at this roster. They're not that good. The Vikings have a far superior roster. And it's just not a good matchup for Seattle. Yes, it's a tough place to go play. The weather's not going to matter to the Vikings. Yes, they play indoors, but they go to yeah. they go to work every morning. It's negative 75. <laughs> like, none of that's going to matter, <laughs> I, I, I don't think. And they play in the, in the NFC North. I just It's not a good matchup for the Seahawks. I think the Vikings go in there, and they win, and they cover. All right. We'll see and they get happens. rolling. I would not want to play that team in the playoffs. Guys, we have some great matchups this weekend. I'm very, uh, very, December football is yeah, very, very fun. excited for the next few weeks of football. There's a lot to look forward to. And like I said, prime time, back-to-back, Sunday and Monday night. I will be glued to the television. Nowhere near anything else other than the I'm going to the Golden State Warriors game Monday night. I'm going to be like watching a basketball game, game and a football, football game on my phone. On my phone. Listen, watching uh, watching Golden State play at Oracle is a, a pretty fun thing to do. Uh, Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I, and you should follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy this weekend of football.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.